Hello, Nick Manessis. How are you, my friend? Feeling good. How are you? Yep. Love the glasses, man. Thanks. too. You're about to be the... Um, You're about to witness the strength of street knowledge. <laughs> good. That's you, yeah. That sounded exactly like uh, the, the real one. I was, gonna, I was about to say, uh, you're about to be the one, Nick one of two. There's two Nicks on the show today. Our guest today is Nick Wise. He's uh, on his way right now. Traffic's keeping him a little bit uh, a little bit occupied, you know. Web traffic. Um, he'll be here in a minute. Awesome. Nice. Nice. Until That's exciting. Then. But yeah, Brendan, we were watching the, what was that? The old, uh, the old films you guys made. Those are funny. <laughs> the, uh, What's the one where you guys are dance, dancing? The Rice Krispie one. The Rice Do you remember that one? <laughs> that wasn't really much of a film. It was... I don't even know what the f- What that was. Some black it was just, vibes. It was... Uh, it was promotional. It, it was a commercial. I don't even know. What was that, Dane? It was a radio remote, I think. Oh. It was like Which- a trailer for a radio remote. <laughs> Which radio remotes don't normally have trailers, but we're just so cinematic. BF and I, like, all about that promo life. Oh, I love it's it. It's crazy too, because yeah, in that so video, um, you gave a rice crispy to one of uh, the guys actually know from Cipher Club. No, <laughs> the guy holding like the bag. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, what's his name, Mariva. I was like, no way. I thought that was. Just Hello. Nick Wise is here. Oh wait, let me get my let me get my. Hey Nick, how are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. This. Oh, and you guys can hear me. Sick. Everything's yeah, yeah. kind of going good. <laughs> mm. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. Is your camera you on? Are... I'm trying to get it on. It's just my computer's stressing me out. Okay. I'm just, I'm one of the guest hosts for today. <laughs> Look at you all, guest hosty. And sh- oh, I can't cuss, whoops. It's okay. This would be super intimidating for, like, okay. anyone, like, any guest coming on a show. Like, four, four different hosts. There we yeah, go. Is my background blurred? That's fancy. Are you on your phone or computer? Computer. Okay. All right. This is great. Welcome to DM BF. This is the DM. I'm the BF. I am the enemy. <laughs> enemy here. Cool, cool. John Swan. I didn't get yeah. the sunglasses memo. Ooh. <laughs> Do you have a pair? Not, not with me, no. <laughs> it's okay. John Swan isn't, doesn't wear, isn't wearing glasses either. But we're good. Unless he throws some on. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks really dark where you are, John Swan. Are you in like a cave? Where are you? Lights are off. Yeah. It's like a horror movie. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It looks like you're in like the Blair Witch Forest or something. Ooh. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about our special guest, Nick Wise. Nick, yeah. what's going on, my man? What up, what up? Just kicking the day off. Woke up at 11. Eat breakfast. Nice. Chilling. <laughs> Not much to it, it these days. Yeah. 
So have you been waking up like, have you been taking advantage of this like quarantine life? Just like waking up late every single day, you know, just like taking it easy, maybe staying in bed. Cause I, I know I have like yeah. for the majority. I've been, I've been like trying not to spiral too hard. Cause like at a point when you're just like going to bed at like four or 5 AM and waking up late, it just, it just doesn't feel good. So I've been trying to be like a little bit strict about it and maybe like two of the latest <laughs> damn i mean when you have no responsibility it's not like consequences really matter i mean you feel like crap the next day yeah exactly but th that's about it like that's, that's exactly it for me i just yeah. like like even when you're trying to find motivation for some things and you feel like that you're just like it's not cutting so i yeah. try to at least like have some sort of like schedule or way of doing things yeah you got to keep on track yeah, exactly. Dane, what's the latest you go to bed? Um, typically like three AM at the latest, but typically I go to bed like ten, eleven PM. Nice. Super responsible. Yeah. Try to be. Try to be. <laughs> yeah, honestly there's worse people. There's people that are like go to bed at like six AM, seven AM. Me for a bit actually. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I want the nightlife. I'm oh, sorry. It's what nightlife? There's no nightlife anymore. <laughs> just, I just mean like literal like nightlife. Oh. Like, know, just, I'm, like, just, I'm just messing around. <laughs> Lights at nighttime. Don't be fooled by uh, Brendan and I. Our sunglasses and Nick. We actually go to bed quite early. We are uh, we're not party people. You could be not easily the, too, not the nocturnal type like John. <laughs> so Nick Wise, what have you been up to since you've been in quarantine? Have you been producing music? Do you have any plans for releases coming up? What what's going on? Yeah, um I kinda had an epiphany the other night. I was like, I need to drop something. So I have a couple couple of tracks that I've done earlier this year in the vault that I've been kind of just seeing what I can do with them and kind of I've been just like in the preliminary stages of like release plans and whatnot on the creative side like not really I've just been like having like a lot of trouble finding motivation mm. per se because like I can like do like the technical stuff like planning stuff or production side like but like just like like creatively wise and like my writing process and stuff there's just like nothing to pull from if that makes sense because yeah. like even yeah. even even like pre-quarantine i was like still like okay i'm just like not finding like inspiration to write about things because i just like need new experiences in life and whatnot so like now that the quarantine hit it's gotten even worse but i'm just <laughs> taking it day by day and hopefully the one it will it will like because, like, with me, I, like, try to, like, then not to, like, force anything. Like, if I don't feel like writing anything, I won't. But, like, yeah. inspiration, like, comes when it comes. Like, I could be in bed, and then a line pops up in my head, and I'm like, okay, that's it. <laughs> Interesting. So, a lot of the your lyrics actually come to you when you're sleeping? No, no not sleeping. <laughs> like, when I'm in bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, I'm just like, he's waking up from a dream. I'm just like, that was a crazy bar. <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting. Actually. No, but, but I actually yeah. like come up with lines a lot, just like in bed when I'm like not thinking, which is weird. Yeah. Hmm. 
You ever heard rap battles in like the shower? Like you just like try to go like spitballing like mad fire. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I think that I'm like a moderate battle rap fan, so like okay. sometimes I'm just like I don't actually like care about it, but I'm care about like writing that type of stuff, but I'm just like, oh that'd be kind of cool to say to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, can you relate to this in any form or fashion? Yeah, like you and me we we were planning a rap battle between you and I for a while. And Ooh. I did write some good stuff, but uh, I figured, you know, I, I'm worried about the retaliation, so I just, I never went through it. I remember in the studio one day, me and Dane were, I, I floated this idea by him, and he was like, yeah, sure. And this dude just, like, laid it into me. It was so good. <laughs> like, on the spot, off the top of his head, I was just like, this is amazing. It was good times. That's humbling. You initiated it, though. So, yeah, I did. I really did. It was my idea, so I kind of came prepped, you know? <laughs> That's amazing, though. It's hilarious. Good. That's good. We were, we were going to do a commercial for our show and just have it be like a, a rap battle between Brendan and I, but nice. um, we don't have microphones anymore, so that's our excuse at this point. For sure, I mean, for sure. We did buy microphones that were like four hundred dollars uh, first year, <laughs> but they're not very good, honestly. What type of microphones? Like, what even are they? Um, school microphones? <laughs> they're a sure microphone. They're oh. I can't remember the exact model, but yeah, like they're just old, like an older model. Like sure, sure is pretty good, but Seriously. yeah, yeah. Just these ones just aren't the best, but they're more for like interview style stuff. So it's not exactly music recording quality but you know totally. what? you just have to roll with what you have so all the iPhones sure, are sure mics yeah it's a bad joke <laughs> <laughs> it is bad <laughs> anyway sorry uh did you guys get it or no i, I you're coming in and out what are you saying Johnson? Kind of <laughs> no because you said sure mics and you said they weren't good mics so i said you're not so sure about this <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> so, uh, Nick Wise, I'm looking, a, I'm looking at your uh, music video. Well, the music video you participated in, too, Use 2. This, this is actually, like, insane. Like, the special effects, the cinematography, like, the locations. Like, yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. really went all out. How Can you run us through, like, how this came to be and the inspirations and... Like everything, this is this is a lot. Like this okay, is a um, lot. yeah, used to used to is um directed and edited by Flame Boy. He's Flame um Boy. he's based out in the California area. Yeah. And, um, he previously worked with my man James Colt on the Lifeline video. So, nice. uh, in the past summer, we were all in LA, chilling, living life, and then mm -hmm. um we're like, okay, hey, all three of us are in LA right now. Let's do the used to video, because I like, guess like in our in our small like friends group world, it's like a fan favorite. So we we're like, we just gotta do it for the culture. So we hit him up. We spent the whole day with him actually, and like we were like we are visitors in LA, right? So we kind of like leaned on him for like location selection, but there are also like places we wanted to go and do it too. Yeah. So like it was pretty fun, honestly, because like it was like it was my first time in LA actually. So I was like getting to see the city and stuff while we were shooting it. 
like there's a scene that you might notice in Rodeo Drive, right? Where yeah. we're all kind of like squashed up. And like <laughs> we cameras were just following us and we were rapping. So all these like ritzy old people were like, are those famous rappers? <laughs> and like a bunch of people, a bunch of people at a diner on Rodeo were just like filming us, like thinking we're like freaking <laughs> superstars, which is pretty funny. Nice. But yeah, it was, was a good day. Never yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, even like um, even like in one scene, you see the Hollywood bus drive by us, and you can hear yeah, the commentator yeah. like, because like in LA, it's the everyday thing when like freaking rappers on the street. <laughs> so he was like, "Check out the rappers over there." <laughs> yeah, I remember my first experience. I was I was also in LA, and I was walking around at night, and I remember like there's this massive crew, and this guy was just like, he, he, I couldn't hear because he was lip singing. Yeah, and he was just only this. And then this woman walking in front of him with this light bar, and mm -hmm. I remember thinking like, I was like, "What is going on? I'm so confused." And then the dude, like, we made eye contact, and we like, I was, like, trying to figure it out. And I was yes. like, oh, they're shooting a music video. It's like, so <laughs> dense. I was like, I'm in L.A., of course. <laughs> I just yeah, never, you... I don't know, seeing it in person for the first time, I was like, this is so weird. I was like, was that guy famous? Like, you, you just have no idea, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And, like, if you go on, like, Fairfax and Melrose, where, like, all the streetwear stores are, there's going to be yeah. a kind of rappers <laughs> but um yeah and like regarding the video like the editing and stuff like mm -hmm. flame boy had full autonomy on the editing he just went crazy we were back in calgary when he sent it to us and we all geeked out we were like ah! <laughs> yeah this is insane it has like more effects than like a michael bay or <laughs> true or, uh... Yeah, movie like this is this is actually like so crazy. But it's nice to see like some effects that I haven't that aren't typical, like you don't see in normal music videos. Because I feel like a lot of music videos typically use like the same effects. So yeah. it looks like you really went creative with it, which is super refreshing. Also, like I I think what had to like why he went a bit left field with it is because like we were just like the whole time we were with him, we were making this joke about how all these rappers on the internet have found this purple forest like how can we get to the purple forest in la <laughs> purple <laughs> so we did put nice. the purple forest in there for us just for fun but for fun. other than that it was pretty like unique and special nice that's so cool controversial question nick what did you think of uh lax airport we didn't actually go through lax <laughs> what oh, really? we, yeah yeah we found a we found a cheaper flight just in a different city oh i that's, see yeah. Yeah, so we just, instead of flying through LAX and going through that gong show, we just took an hour-long Uber ride instead. But it was oh worth it. It saved a lot of money. Really? Hour-long Uber ride? I mean, I guess Uber is cheaper in the States. Makes sense. Yeah, and the, the guy was super chill, too. He had his own essential oils company. Still follow him on Instagram. The Uber driver, to be to clarify my statement. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Shout out essential cool. So when yes. it comes to album artwork, I'm going through your SoundCloud right now. How do you how do you pick what makes it and what doesn't? Like, what's the inspiration? It kind of seems like it's your style is just it's pretty unique, but it's still at the same time like there's no real consistency. I guess you could say it's kind of like it's very creative. And I just want to know like how do you pick and choose, and what what's the process for going through to uh, let you end up with these. Um, 
a lot of the process is like I see songs in like color. Like say if I'm like in the studio with a producer and I'm like a certain like sound and like the mm-hmm. mood it gives me is like oh I'm like that's like a green. Like I know it sounds like ridiculous, but <laughs> that's so like I kinda like base the colors off the cover art of like what the song feels like if it's warm maybe I'll go with like a brighter color, blah blah blah. But um yeah, I'd have like no real structure on like there's no like there's no like overarching theme between my cover arts. I just like <laughs> whatever like yeah I feel suits the song, you know? Yeah. Because I know like some artists they def- they definitely speak to like a certain style, but mm-hmm. another artist they're just like we we celebrate like art in like its fullest, you know, it doesn't matter but I mean yeah, it's pretty cool. Like it's it's interesting on both sides. It's interesting you mentioned also like your uh, when you reference music in relation to uh, color. Yeah. Because there's a condition called synesthesia. Yeah, I've heard of which, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have that? By any chance, it's super rare. But <laughs> I don't think so. But no, no, no. But I feel like when you're like musically inclined, it's like kind of something that comes innate to you. You know. Mm-hmm. Not to sound like a. Douche, but <laughs> <laughs> you are part of uh, Timeless Tomorrow, right? That's like the collective group. You, James Bolt, uh, Nick Royal, and who el- who else is in that group? Um, for like recording artists, it's um yeah, me, Nick, and Colt. But um, uh, Nevik works with us a lot Nevik. as a producer. Yeah, you know, sometimes he drops his vocal awesomeness on the tracks and as far as like other producers and engineers we work with um ali ferris a lot he's a calgary based producer graphic artist anything wow <laughs> renaissance man that's the i'm gonna start calling my friends renaissance mans <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible we've had so, do uh, you... oh, sorry you go ahead when when it comes to making music, do you think you have to be like, especially like starting out, right? Like with, mm-hmm. like when you're starting out with your own company and everything, you have to you have to kind of play like every single part until you get to the point where you can start, where you start to like build your group, and then all of a sudden you have like your producer like Nevik making the beats and helping you instead of you trying to make the beats, and then as you keep you know getting there, maybe you have yeah. someone else write the lyrics while you focus on like your rhymes or like how it all comes together, and then eventually you become like the director or like a, an executive producer of like a film where yeah you exactly bring all the components do you find yourself doing that like as you go throughout your musical career yeah like um i try to like put my like hands in like all the creative areas per se like even just like working in ableton and like kind of having a feel for how like i want my songs mixed and like trying to understand it more and just like sound design as a whole um i like i like like to focus on just being a recording artist because i'm like that's my strong suit and like i can outsource everything else you know (laughs) but but like there there will be a time where like i like want to like try everything at least like even my first video like um the video for four two like i sat i sat down with my like friend like ma- my friend slash manager jay and like mm-hmm. we did a whole treatment and like that's something i kind of took pride in i was like 
like not a lot of people at the stage are just like sitting there and writing a whole treatment and like it turned out good like the creative process worked so like i like to like answer your question like yeah i do want to be a jack of all trades but like it's important to just kind of like know your limits and your role and not like just be all over the place yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you struggle with this? Sorry. Uh, struggle with wanting to do everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like that's. Um, yeah. Like even I'm trying to make a music project, or I have uh, started it, and um, it's definitely, it's definitely like realizing like okay, I can't play every instrument. Um, like it, it, you just need people to compliment you. You need to collaborate. You need to uh, branch out and. Um, Find find your weak spots and then try to find people that yeah exactly yeah they can like mitigate it for you that's yeah. why I think it's so important to have like a strong team behind you very Absolutely. true yeah yeah um, what was I gonna say before that um, shoot oh yeah speaking of being a jack of all trades I know like most artists starting out they um they have to juggle so many different things right. Totally. Rule everything, especially in your twenties. Um, how do you go about just juggling like your other responsibilities with your music career? How does it look like on a daily basis to you? Insanity. <laughs> like <laughs> coffee. <laughs> nice. No. Uh, for me, I think it's just like having a schedule and like sticking to it. Mm. Like, like, even, like, when I'm in, like, school and I'm, like, working and stuff, like, I always, like, make it, like, like, last term, like, Wednesday was, like, my day of just, like, full creation. And, like, I think that worked super well. Like, it didn't, like, it didn't, like, take time from anything else. And it, like, and, like, honestly, when you're, like, going day by day and, like, doing all this stuff in your, like, real life, just, like, having it as an outlet, per se creates like it's like it makes you more creative if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah so this schedule that you uh, typically adhere to is this is this like mandatory for the process do you find that like maybe you know, like when you stray from it you maybe have like bouts of like creative expression oh yeah for sure like there'll be like times if i'm like do like dealing with like some other responsibility and i'm just like yeah. yo I have so much ideas right now. <laughs> I'm gonna like cancel out everything that's going on around me and just make sure my creative mind's stimulated so I can get these ideas off. Yeah. Honestly, that's how I feel. Anytime I have to like study for an exam, like I procrastinate, but I procrastinate in like the best possible way. Like I like I'm like I could do art right now. I could I could be cleaning my room. I could be organizing my life. You know, I I could be doing everything yeah. that would help me except for studying this except for them and like all my motivation comes to me but it's through like procrastination specifically but i mean it's not like bad because like i'm not just like sitting in bed doing nothing like staring at my ceiling like dude procrastinators are crazy yeah like the ingenuity that comes from procrastinators is insane (laughs) yeah that's how i thought when i was going to um mount royal because i was taking marketing uh when uh was it yeah uh 2019 the 
the winter semester, I was like taking a marketing class and I was also doing, um, what was it called? Sociology. And I remember being in those classes and I was like, I could do, I could be like doing music right now. <laughs> so I understand like what Nick is like trying to say. Like, you should have just like busted out a guitar and started serenading the prof. Yeah, I'd be like, anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Classic. I would love to see that. Um, oh, wait, sorry, what were you going to say? You go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask. I was like, I didn't know you, you're you not at MRU anymore. Oh, I'm, yeah, no. I, I took a break this year. Nice. Was it just to focus on music or... Yeah, I was just like to focus on music, and I just wanted to like work and stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah, because it's it's demanding. Uh, Mount Royal too, as well. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know how artists do it. Like we have, we've interviewed like people that are like, yeah, I just got my masters, and I was making music videos, and then I still have a, yeah. I have another full time job, and I'm just like, I can't even do like my program full time and get like. Yeah, kudos to those people, man. <laughs> oh, close kudos. my mind. Yeah. Do you think, um, so in these days that you're under quarantine, do you have like more time to devote to music now? Or do you still have like a lot of things on the go over these next few weeks? Not really, but um, um, I don't have like a proper recording setup at my house. So, like, I've just been trying to, like, and, like, I'm, on the other hand, I'm, like, trying to, like, do my due diligence to society and just, like, stay in my butt home yeah. so this can all pass over quickly. So, like, <laughs> I don't want to just, like, fumble it and go record at a friend's house or, like, Colt's house. But, like, um, I've just been, like, using my free time as best as possible, like, I just, like, see it as, like, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, like, if you were, like, complaining that you didn't have time to do something you enjoy because mm-hmm. your life's so busy, then this is the time to do it. So I've just been, like, watching, like, a lot of media, shows, movies, um, reading a lot. Weird, yeah. yeah. And I'm not, like, too worried. I'm, like, the creativity will come back eventually when it wants to. <laughs> yeah yeah it just takes time so. yeah and yeah. like honestly like when quarantine started like the studio that nevik works at was like still open so like i was like right. we were like in there a lot and i was like starting to like conceptualize a project because like i was i was like okay i want to drop a project by the end of the year and like i kind of like saw it all coming together in like its infancy and i was like okay like the ball's rolling and then in the matter of days essential businesses and everything were shut down and life changed and i was like okay the universe just hates me (laughs) (laughs) you're like it's all coming together i swear yeah but um you know you gotta count the blessings and that things could be a lot worse so yeah absolutely nick wise if you could describe your style like i guess like who you as an artist what you want to be or who you are right now if you could describe it in one word what what would it be jeez <laughs> hard question no pressure one word um 
chill. Chill. <laughs> it's chill. Get some lo-fi beats, you know, everything's chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like nowadays, I, I never really used to listen to chill music. I, I don't know. I feel like back in the day, chill music was like yacht rock, uh, bluegrass, uh, mm-hmm. reggae. Oh, wait, how old are you? You're, you're not that old. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're alive. I'm just like, you know, back in the day, like, I mean, I, I never really listened. And I still, uh, Yacht Rock, maybe, because of Ben Goodman, state manager, shout out. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> but, like, that's that's the kind of idea I had around chill. But now, I, as of recently, uh, lo-fi beats just, like, blew up out of nowhere, like, in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah, like, yeah. I've been addicted to this. Like, especially when it comes to studying, I was like, there's nothing better. I mean, some people swear by like classical, other people swear by like white noise in the background. I, I'm not having any of it. Like these that girl writing in her book, like just oh, it just sets the tone, gets my mind ready. Yeah, yeah. And I'll still procrastinate, but like, hey, I'm like I'm ready <laughs> for it, you know. Yeah, YouTube um accidentally took down the stream after what? Yeah. yeah, for like a like an hour or something. And people freaked out. <laughs> people's world <laughs> ended right there yo yeah. is this, it's, is this it's on quarantine i it was like in the past couple weeks i yeah, just I saw it doing... on twitter or something but uh they got it back up nice <laughs> people were freaking out they were like oh my god like oh my god i need my chill lo-fi beats <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i you mean can't, like finish can't studying. do an equation <laughs> I literally can't do an equation. She finally anytime, got her masters. Yeah, anytime uh, I anytime I logged on at, at any point in time, there was always a, like sixteen thousand people watching that. Doesn't matter like if it was two a.m. Isn't that like, crazy? Seven p.m. It doesn't matter. There was like ten thousand minimum, fifteen thousand, thirty-five thousand. I'm just like, this is crazy. If you put an ad on this, you'd be making so much money. So much. I didn't even know if it had ads. I think are there, because yeah, it was are live. there ads on it? Maybe, like, when you first click on it, it may have been. I'm not sure. I don't remember any, but, like, that's crazy. Just for, it's a compilation, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's crazy. Is that kind of, is that kind of where you want to go in your career? Like, maybe not making compilations specifically, but shit, like, like, <laughs> study music. <laughs> um, or, um, what I, like, in the context of chill, I just, like, I meant, like, something that can put people at ease like oh okay just like something that they can enjoy after like a long day but um yeah like i do want to like try a lot of things like and that kind of like you could that that kind of like displays in my discography so far like i have like a lot of i have songs that are like completely just like hip-hop with trap drums and stuff but then i'll have like a song over I have a song over like an indie beat. Yeah, like folk. And, folk is good. Yeah. yeah um, and then I'll like, like my favorite sound to do and like the sound that I think I kind of like, I want to define me as an artist is like that like hip hop with like an R&B tint. Ooh. Sound, yeah. Are there, uh, are there any artists you uh, draw from? Like to, because I know, I know quite a few artists with that R&B sound, but they do hip hop, you know, specifically, I don't, well, mm-hmm. Drake, um, The Weeknd to a certain yeah, yeah. Everyone kind of dabbles in it, I feel, but some artists obviously more than others. Is there anyone you look up to specifically? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, so like, kind of like, 
just like pinpointed down like people like like party next door like black just like yeah. it's like it's like it's like fundamentally hip-hop but yeah. like there are those like vocal styles and production styles that like sound r&b interesting interesting and Any other uh, uh you, you you finish you go first no, no you go <laughs> yeah, bro, it's your first time speaking. <laughs> yeah, you, you, well, I've been talking this whole time. I don't the, the podium is yours. <laughs> uh, and Nick Weiss, what would you say was your would you say was your inspiration that started your career in music? That inspired your interest in music? Um, probably Kid Cudi. True. Oh, nice. yeah. Shout out. Is there a specific album or just his? like his whole discography pretty much like his whole discography but like the era of like man on the moon one man on the moon two yeah great choice yeah and like because like that kind of like put like some because like i like rapping like don't get me wrong i like rapping like even before i like knew how to structure a song or like be a songwriter i was like in class like writing like 32 bar verses of like nothing <laughs> like <laughs> like fundamentally i'm a rapper but like how do you just kind of open the door to like those like melodic flows and soundscapes and like again like he brought like a whole era of vulnerability mm-hmm. into his lyrics yeah and kind of like so, changed how the trajectory of the genre would go for years to come yeah so kid you you said you got started with kid cuddy how do you feel about some of his more recent work specifically uh his collaboration with Kanye West on the Kids See Ghosts album. I like that project a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. Like, when it came out of Left Wing, uh, I was like, I don't know, Kanye's been on something else as of lately, and I was just like, oh, great, another Kanye West. But I was like, Kid Kanye, well, it may have some potential. And then I listened to it, and I don't feel like I really understood it the first time. But then I yeah, just totally. absolutely fell in love. Uh, it's almost like the year. album almost... I think Cuddy Cuddy brought it out of Kanye on that one. Oh yeah, it's definitely like an alt. It's kind of yeah. It's definitely like left field, an alternative hip hop project. So weird. I don't even know what it is. It's yeah. Yeah. It's like twenty genres, but <laughs> but like, yeah, Nick Nick is right. It kind of like brings the best out of both artists. Like, and both of those artists too, they have like um really good like chemistry together too. So it kind of just brings really them. yeah, really really good so, chemistry. Are you kind of into that experimental uh, when it comes to music, like just like doing whatever you feel like, or are you more like structured? Um, I think like, oh, like 50-50, like structure is important. Like when you're like preparing to like, okay, this is something that I want to release to the, is public the right word? Yeah, public. <laughs> like, and there needs to be some form of structure for people to like, have an attachment to it like if you're like a new artist and like like don't like don't get me wrong like jarring can like work for some people if they have a certain niche but like if i'm just like drop a song of me like yodeling over trap drums people would be like <laughs> what the hell dude so like structure is important like when you're like trying to like gauge your market and release something but i think the experimental side like experience like because like you, john can attest to this like there's like days where we're like hanging out with like Nevik and our friend Bailey's and like we just like go on a track and like we're like just do anything 
Yeah. Like go on the mic and do do anything. Um, And like I think I think those like worlds exist and they they balance off each other because like when you're like pushing your creative creative limits, just like doing random stuff, it gives you like a special and creative side on your like actual releases that a lot of people don't have because they never take the opportunity to just like experiment with vocals and soundscapes interesting so do you bring that out on the producer do you are you like hey hey nevik like just go crazy and then like just do whatever you want and then you kind of just build off of that or are you just like okay he he doesn't he doesn't need guidance in being wild like (laughs) yes yeah he has some crazy experimental stuff like yeah like everything from his production to his like video editing style like it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, talking about crazy. I showed you was a Nebraska video, right, Dan? You saw Nebraska? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you showed me. Nevik Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, because Nevik did that video. And because uh, that's, uh, Nick, that's your most recent song, right? Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. And the, the video, the visuals for that is like really like trippy. Cause it's like it's almost like five videos in one. And then it's like yeah, it's like it's it's five shots in one, but they're not cut to get, and like sync. Well, they're synced together, but they're not cut. Like they're oh, all yeah. going on at once. <laughs> this is trippy. <laughs> and this so this was inspired by Nevik, like the the editing style, or did he he edit? Yeah, no, he edited it. We finished him. Um, oh. We finished his shooting and one night in east village calgary and no we walked to the good earth and we did the final cut right there and edited it nice yeah i see peter's in the background that was peter that was peter's red deer <laughs> oh wow <laughs> really you guys went that far for that no 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 um this that was like a week before we i did the shots with nevik we were me colt and royal and nate lesko were heading to Edmonton for a studio yeah. session. And then we stopped we stopped in Red Deer for dinner and I was wearing my my blue Olympic bomber jacket yeah. in the Peters that perfectly matched the color scheme of the of the Peters and I was yeah. like, "Okay, hey, let's shoot something. Someone put out their iPhone. Let, let me shoot something." <laughs> <laughs> this is shot on an iPhone? Uh the Peters scenes are shot on an iPhone and the Nevik scenes are on a DSLR. What was that movie that was shot on an oh. iPhone, Dane? Um, Tangerine was shot on an iPhone. Tangerine. Which it was shot. Oh, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, but whole I, movie. I a lot more movies are now being shot on an iPhone. But that was like 2012, I think, Tangerine. So that was quite early on. 2012? Early I think. Oh. 2014, maybe. Uh, uh, 2015. Yeah. That's crazy. My bad, my bad. So um, mid yeah, I remember, because Nick, I remember you showed me the Nebraska video before it came out. You showed me it, like, because you guys filmed most of it in, like, November. Was it November or December, I think? Yeah, November or something. Yeah, it was, like, November. I remember you, like, showed me that video, and I was like, whoa, this is, like, it's almost I think like. We, I think we linked the night we shot it, because. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we went to Bailey's house. I think that was the first night we met, um. Marlboro Park too, Sid. I think that was the same night. Classic. I keep hearing about this guy. Yeah. But like, back to the video, I just wanted to say that 
it's it's a cool experience because like you kind of have to watch like the Nebraska video like more than once almost to there's like <laughs> like shots almost so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, this is my second time watching it. This is pretty. You gotta like know something different on each time almost. Yeah. Yeah, there's something intense. going on. <laughs> yeah. Only oh, Nevik. Yeah. I remember. I remember my first time when I met Nevik, and we we talked about his production style, and it was with uh, John Swan's uh, song, his track Equinox, and I was just like, yeah, uh, and he just and he described it as he just reversed the track. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. Back. I was That's like, like something about him. Like, if we're like cutting a record, like he'll yeah. he'll maybe reverse the beat. He'll like change the BPM like a couple times, <laughs> just yeah. to, like. Just to, like, make sure. <laughs> yeah. Before we go with, like, the standard speed. <laughs> yeah, the dude's so creative. What was the um, influence for the track title, Nebraska? That's what I'm kind <laughs> of Nebraska. interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I was, honestly, that track was, like, it was just a freestyle. Like, I didn't write anything. I was just mm-hmm. doing takes. I was just, like maybe doing a take of four bars and i was like okay let me go after that let me go after that and then the final bar was like i'm staying cold like nebraska and i just kept repeating it okay and then yeah i start then i was like does that even make sense so i went on google chrome and searched is it cold in nebraska and it was like yeah the winter average is this and i was like okay i can pass that honestly (laughs) you know what i was thinking nick i thought because um Nebraska is like in the middle of the United States, right? So there's like four, four states I think that surround it at least, or maybe six. So it kind of looks like your video, how it's like the video is in the middle, and then there's like surrounding videos. So it almost looks like the state of Nebraska, how it's like that was not intentional, but that's a crazy. Interesting. Uh, that's a that's a cool that's reach. sick. That's sick. <laughs> that was that's a, that's a cool reach there. I should I just, I should have just played it off. I should have just been like, oh, that was completely intentional. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's it this whole time. Yeah, makes sense though, because like you have like Nebraska's like dead center in in the middle of the United States. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the states surrounding it, and they're all like different states, like very different climates and landscapes. It makes sense. It makes sense, man. It makes sense. Yeah, I thought that's what you're going for. That's interesting. <laughs> that's, cool. well, that's 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 like that's sick. <laughs> also, red deer kind of resembles, I think, Nebraska a little bit. Like, like the general feel, I think, it's probably pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not Calgary, but red deer. You should shop Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> anything outside of the city limits. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Nick, I, I just got to ask, this will be my last question, then someone can take it from here. But what would you say to upcoming artists? Like, you you seem to be established and you seem to be up and coming. What would you say to, like, people just starting out, like my man Dane McLean over here? Um, just give me a minute. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I'm not asked these questions much. Um, I'd say, like, just, like, really understand, like, what, like, genre or, like, style you're entering. Mm. Like, there's, like, 
like there's certain things about like a niche sound that like there's like things that like an indie artist and a hip hop artist or EDM artist like that are just like very specific to them in creation and like releasing stuff and like how you do it even with like image and stuff like they're like they can intersect but they're very different worlds so like I think just like know what you're going for in your niche and like take the time to like research the greats in that mm. in that certain genre and like what made them great Dane have you done your research <laughs> yeah yeah like uh I, there's never enough research but definitely like topical research you know Ben Ben yeah. Gimmick, he's 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 my encyclopedia of my uh <laughs> dark wave uh Nick Cave oh yeah style like uh fad gadget oh right fad fad. Gadget. um yeah like you know what Ben Ben's like my Ben's like my what, what is it he, he's basically like my producer at this point like he's just he's just putting me on he, he just knows what i'm trying to do and then he's just putting me on to all of these artists that i probably relate to or want to make music similar to so it's pretty interesting so i think yeah like you're right like surround yourself with people that maybe uh are a good team and then they they know your style they and they try to guide you towards uh new stuff to inspire you i think that's in, that's very important as well yeah yeah and like, uh, especially like, this could be like said for like newer art, like people on the come up or like, yeah, or like people that just started like yesterday, like, mm. I like even just like knowing like sound design and like engineering and like mm -hmm. the vocal style you want, it like it gives you so much leverage, because like say if you're like booking your first studio time with like an engineer that doesn't know what you're going for, and like. Yeah the mix turns out ass and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> like having a reference or just like you being able to tell them how they should mix it like it just it, it gives you so much leverage just like knowing all those like aspects i'd say hmm. wow. yeah. that's cool that's really cool speaking of which um uh I'm trying to think. Oh, I have a question. Um, so, with Timeless Tomorrow, like, um, you guys went to, I think it was Vancouver Island last year, right? Like, you guys did a tour across Western Canada, BC. Uh, yeah. Um, tour, right? Yeah, for the for the um, tour, it was uh, our good friend uh, Transit 22's BC homecoming tour. So, it was, like, it was a James Colt set, but I was actually DJing for him. And stuff. Nice. So it was cool. It was my first touring experience. It's fun. It's touring is fun. It's definitely a life goal. <laughs> <laughs> is it a lot of work? Um, when you're like doing everything yourselves, like if you like, I'm sure for like a major label artist with resources at like in the palm of their hand, it's more it's easier. But if you're an independent artist and you're going on the road, like, it can be a lot to organize. And, like, there's a lot of stuff that you don't realize and think about until you're actually experiencing it. And that, that's even with, like, organizing a show. Because, like, um, in December of last year, we organized our 
one of our first um Calgary shows by ourselves, mm. and like I was doing a lot of that stuff, and I was like, there's so much stuff that I don't think about. Shout out decade finale. That was fun. Yes, sir. But um, yeah, um, touring was fun, BC, and it was like my it was my first time, um, in Vancouver. That first time we went, my first time in Victoria, being on the ferry. So there was like, I I, I would say there's like not a better way to experience it. Mm-hmm. Like, other than your passion, like music music actually taking you there. It like teleports you to different places, like literally. Yeah. And then, like, um, in October of last year, we did a run in Vancouver through someone we met last time we were in Vancouver, which was super dope. And it was at, like, um, the October show was at a venue called 333. And it's, like, a, it's like a punk venue. So, like, it, it, like, I walked in there and I was like, this looks like it was a mechanic shop. This has what? to be a mechanic shop. And then someone told me, like, yeah, it used to be a mechanic shop. And then <laughs> someone someone bought it and put a venue in there. And now it has, like, a crap ton of graffiti and stuff. But it was, but it was like, cool experience. All the other, like, artists on that bill were, like, really amazing. So with touring, like you said, it's a pretty difficult process. And I think, I think yeah, it definitely would. Just, just by traveling traveling experience myself like it's just hard to line yeah. everything up i've never toured obviously yeah yet. traveling is hard in itself sometimes yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and like we've had one guest say that he basically he had like seven or eight cities lined up across the u.s he made it to two of the eight and then he decided basically to call it like just call off the rest of the tour because how, how disorganized the whole thing was so like um do you think it's better to start off like on a small regional scale like um like get get used to touring like like western canada first or like like one specific part of the u.s or something or how, how do you think you'll go about touring plan in the future uh yeah most definitely like i think starting off small like biting off more than you can chew is like always detrimental to yourself <laughs> um i'd say um i lost my train of thought crap um, yeah, I'd say, that, yeah, start off in a small scale, like, and, like, just kind of, like, know what you're doing, because, like, it's, like, it's a very different experience, like, because, like, one of the people we were touring with, like, it was, they had, like, a multi-instrument, like, in- instrument set, so, like, that's a very, like, different experience than just, like, a rapper, singer, just, like, one mic, one mic and an XLR cable, right? But, like, if you're, like, a... If you're someone that has to play like different instruments, you need like one, you need like an amp and stuff, and like you need to like you have to provide that, or is like the venue gonna have one? So there's like depending on what you do, it's gonna be a very different experience. And like um fast forward like a couple years if I'm like organizing my own tour and whatnot, like there's a lot of things that can go wrong, especially like with communication. Like yeah. If the venue owner is like a total doofus and like can't communicate properly, you can run into so much problems with how the show is going to be organized at that certain venue. Um, but to like kind of like wrap up your question, like yes, to 
on the like the way I'd organize a store, like start small scale, like and like really like know where you're going. Like um like like say if like in that time frame like I'm like gaining traction and then getting plays and stuff, like you can go into the algorithms on your like on your streaming and see where you're being streamed the most. And like so don't book a show where you're getting like two listeners a day. <laughs> like go to the like really saturated spots and tour yeah. there. That makes sense. For sure. Uh Brendan, I think like for our show we can see the the demographics of where we're being listened to on a global scale. So if if our podcast goes on a tour, where, where I don't can't remember where do you think we would end up touring? Yeah. Probably uh Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. <laughs> you guys want to come <laughs> next year? I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, speaking on that, sometimes you like go into your analytics and you're like, who the hell is listening to me? Yeah, and, like, surprising. <laughs> and like, I don't know, Peru. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who are you? Like, I don't mind, but like maybe somewhere a little closer. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> Make real. it easy on my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I don't know. Internet. I don't really have the statistics, Dane. Where are we most listened to? Um, I think besides I mean, our parents' yeah. house. Yeah. Maybe like uh, I can't remember now. I I don't even remember. We'll have to look again. It might have changed since uh, a month ago. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Go check <laughs> that out. Go check that out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know. But it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Because, like, you, you just don't know. You just don't know. It might be close to home. It might be across the world. You just don't know. It's, um, it all comes down to just, I don't know. It's like, it's like for a podcast, it's definitely different than your music. Because the podcast is like, your listeners will come in from wherever the fans are from. Or, sorry, wherever the, the guests are from. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah totally. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, but like music, I think music is more random. Like it's like you just, you don't know what part of the world your music will take off at all. There's really like no. Brandon's typing. Super. So I remember. Yeah. Okay. This guy. I found him. I found him. I found him. So this guy. So Sixto Rodriguez. Actually, he was a U.S. Oh singer. right, right, right. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, and, and his first two albums completely bombed in the States. Like, they were garbage. Like, yeah. no one no one paid attention to him. But then when, but then after he gave up, he found out, I think from his daughter, that he blew up in South Africa. And he was like this, he was like the, like the Katy Perry yeah. or The Weeknd, the, the Drake, the Eminem. Like, he was, he was up on the charts, and he was, like, so notable. And everyone's like, what? This, this dude, but, like, in his home, in where, yeah. he, where he was brought up, where he marketed his music, it was just, like, no one cared. No one gave a sh to him. And, like, so it's kind of interesting. You, know? you, like, never know where your music's going to, like, resonate. And, mm -hmm. like, I know, like, a, I, like, even I know people that, like, don't get a lot of love in their hometown, but, like, in other places in the world, like, they're, like, worshipped. Yeah, for the lack of a better term, <laughs> and like yeah, or like even like uh, big in Japan or yeah, something like that. It's, even it's like weird. Cole, like James Cole can attest to this. Like he has like a 
huge, huge streaming numbers in Germany. <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's, yeah, that's weird. I like it, though. I like it. Like, as long as you're blowing up somewhere, like, that's all that matters, right? Maybe, hopefully, not somewhere, like, that's too dangerous that you might not want yeah. to tour there. Moral but, of the story, music's a universal language. Yeah. That's true. what I stand for. True, 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 true. Johnny, Johnny <laughs> told me about, um, or I can't remember. Did you, did you get me into Sexo Rodriguez? I can't remember. Um, it was like, or we just talked about it at the same time. I think we both got into him at the same time. But like their documentary, uh, Searching for the Sugar Man, I think. Great documentary. Just yeah, about, he showed me that documentary too when I was in uh, junior high. So it's cool. I haven't heard about that in a while too. So it's cool that you brought that up. Really yeah, I completely forgot. But I just thought it was relevant. I couldn't remember the guy's name. It's Six crazy because, like, um, because uh, that was like back then when he blew when he blew up in South Africa. That's like back then before like the internet. So it makes you think if like if he started his career like now, like. Ricky? Yeah. Or how different yeah. it was, too, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how that even happens. Mm-hmm. Blows my mind. But that's there, good. Like, I'm happy. It's a success it, story, you know, at the end of the day. Case, it's inspiring. Just, like, there was some, some shady stuff going on with his, his company in the U.S. that they, they weren't, like... I think they were taking the profits from him that they were getting oh, out really? of something. Like, he just, never, he just was never told about, like, the sales that he had in the U.S. And I think they kept that, like, a secret from him or something. They were trying to scam him, basically. That's so terrible. he ended up finding most of his success later in his life in South Africa. Because they were, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a really complicated story. It's really interesting to look into, though. Um, just, to, just to know what to watch out for. Yeah, I'd like to read up on that if someone yeah, can send me some stuff on that. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to dip. I just have work in like a minute. But you guys continue your one minute of the show. <laughs> just, just maybe Brandon, you start recording. The just so I don't end the recording if I leave. But it's so nice to have you on. Yeah, it was nice I, virtually I, meeting you. I hope you come on. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Anytime, we'll formally man. meet one day. You know. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Once it's safe, we'll, we'll definitely do it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. All right, I'll take yeah, care. Bye, Sorry about that. I, I wish no worries. I didn't schedule it so close to the end of this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? Bye, guys. Thanks, bro. Have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brendan, I don't know. Well, I haven't spoken for a long time. Anyway, um, Brendan, I don't know if Dane told you, but last night I was working on a demo, my very first demo, actually. Hey. You can check it out on Drive. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is just a demo? Like, is it just you or is it with Dane? You collabing? Uh, not yet. Like, just me. Deeps. Just me. Um, the the song okay. I, I wrote the song like three nights ago it was very challenging to, to write it. The the song it's about basically about friendship and brotherhood. And I was inspired by songs from Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan to make it happen. Nice, so, the classics. I'd like you to hear it, Brendan. Um, what, can I send it to you through Instagram? You have Instagram? I don't have Instagram. Oh, it's on my Facebook. I can share it to I don't you. Have Facebook, very mysterious. 
<laughs> my email isn't even my real name. Google Gotta ask for that email. <laughs> yeah. He has, he has LinkedIn though, right? No, I, I actually don't. <laughs> this guy's uh, not traceable. He's not traceable. Yeah. Uh, I'm like off social media, which is unfortunate. Off the grid. Off the grid. Where it you? makes things hard. It makes things really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull up to his house with the, you know those... <laughs> The movie cliche with the boombox and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you just played for me from your car. <laughs> yeah. You can send it over Gmail or yeah, if it's not too big, maybe Google Drive. But yeah, it's cool. True. But anyways, we gotta we gotta wrap up here. It has been DM your BF. But before we go, Nick Wise, can you just plug everything that you want people to find you on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything and everything you name it. Where Plot can we twist. find you? Plot twist, I'm just like you. I don't have any of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, you can find me at Instagram, nice. uh, Nick.Wise, SoundCloud, Twitter's Nick Wise Music. Um, Spotify, just search up Nick Wise. Apple Music, search up Nick Wise. Um, if you want a coherent way to get all those links, that's linktree.com slash Nick Wise. Linktree, nice. Skirt. Yeah. Make it easy. Yeah, like sure. streamline the whole process. Twenty first century, like let's get it. <laughs> nah, man, it's twenty second century. The way I'm <laughs> yeah, so this guy's living in two thousand fifty. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like you. Well, thank you for coming on the show. This is Brendan Flasky, the BF of DMURBF, special guest host John Swan and Nick Menenzas, and guest Nick Wise. Double Thanks Nick. Thanks so much for having Double me, Nicks. man. All right, thank you so much for coming on. Take care, guys. This has been a blast. I'm sorry Dane had to skip, but what can I do? Yeah. He's, he's a wild child. He's a wild child. <laughs> but thanks. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having right. me. Have a good day. You as well. Bye. Peace, guys. See ya.